The Hawkeye Nation podcast is happy to have Exile Brewing Company as our anchor sponsor based in Des Moines, Iowa, down at 1514 Walnut Street, established in 2012. The 2015 Great American Beer Festival gold medal winner, top 10 best-selling new craft beer in the nation for 2015, and you have that in Des Moines, Iowa, available on tap and in bottles throughout the entire state. They brew five year-round beers, 10 to 15 seasonal and limited release beers so check them out exile brewing company 1514 walnut street Instant Reacts Meltdown. At least that's what I'm assuming this is going to be. My name is Wolfgang, at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter. Check me out. This is probably going to be a meltdown because I'm I, I'm kind of PO'd losing to Illinois. Can't stand losing to them in basketball over the years. Much like Wisconsin football, it's, it's probably the worst loss of the season. And I can't stand losing to Illinois in basketball. And that's just what happened. I do want to apologize here for my cold... And my cough. I will apologize right off, but I will not apologize for my opinions when I'm about ready to go out right now. Okay? First of all, outside of the game, those of you that watched halftime, did you get to see who was in studio? Whose cruel joke was this? Dion Thomas was in studio for the Iowa-Illinois game. Really? That is water torture. That takes a B-A-L-L-Z to do that at the Big Ten Network after the history with Deion Thomas in Iowa and Bruce Pearl and Tom Davis. And we got to watch Deion Thomas give me a break. Give me a break. I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, is this really happening? Man, unbelievable. I did want to hear what he had to say, though. I will admit that. Um, Iowa loses 70 to 66 to Illinois. Uh, some of the stats here. Let me go over some of the stats and then get into some other hardcore stuff. Illinois shot 47% from the field. Iowa only 39%. That's obviously not good. Um, Three-point field goal percentage was about the same, mid-30s. Uh, free throw percentage, Iowa kicked butt. 17 out of 22 for 77%. Only 50% for Illinois. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Turnovers, basically the same. Iowa had way too many turnovers in the first half. Very sloppy. I believe 11 turnovers in the first half for Iowa. Um, through the whole game, Iowa only ended up with 15. So only five, four or five in the second half. Illinois had 17 turnovers. They were sloppy too. Big time sloppy. Iowa should not have lost this game. They should not have. Okay. And I and I, I kept hearing, we kept hearing, and I love this, and I brought this up for how long? The number one thing Iowa needs to improve on. And what did we hear Pemsel say today? A quote. And what did we hear Fran say? Rebounding. It's great to talk about it, but you got to do it. The rebounds, I believe, ended up exactly the same. I think maybe Illinois. Let's check out here. Total rebounds. Yeah, exactly the same. 35-35. But over Big Ten play, Iowa is down in rebounding, I believe, 38. 
So out of all the Big Ten games, they are down 38 rebounds. I called this before the Big Ten season. I didn't. I don't see anybody block out. I don't see anybody. They just turn around and then they get pushed in the back to where they're under the the actual basket and net, and then they get to rebound the basketball out of the net. That doesn't count as a rebound because it went in the basket. You have to hold your position and block out and be in front of the rim so you can actually carry them a rebound. It doesn't matter when it comes through the net. It doesn't. That does. That's not a rebound. Okay? So it's great to talk about it. I love the fact that they put a finger on something that needs to improve with Iowa. And I've been saying it since the beginning. And I had it as my number one thing Iowa needed to improve on earlier in the year. Obviously, you know, defense being one of those. But I didn't hear anybody talking about the blocking out. I don't know if it's just not in the block out, if coaches have a different philosophy on blocking out. But what we're doing isn't working. And just turning around and getting pushed in the back and under the basket, it just doesn't work. That needs to improve. I appreciate that Fran gets it, that Pemsel gets it, and the guys get it that they need. Now, there was effort on rebounding. I'm not saying there wasn't effort. There was, but they're not blocking out. They're still not blocking out. You can give all the effort, but if you're getting pushed in the bat under the basket, it doesn't matter. So that's that's one thing that got me going. Okay, and but I am happy that they have at least targeted one of the problems with this team, and that's rebounding. And I've been saying it for so long. Uh, Any other stats stick out? Bench points. uh, Illinois had seven more. Um, what else? Assists. Illinois had 15. We had 11. Fast break points. Iowa had seven. They had four. Um, and then you, a guy you look uh, on the positive, a guy who I thought had a good game and what I've been saying for years Iowa should be doing is spreading the court and going to guys down low and letting them go to work. And they've got a guy right now that can do it. And it's Cook. And they've done it. They did it for him at least three or four times this game. It was beautiful. Um, I think you could do that with Pemsel as well. They spread the court. We have not seen this in the past very much. And I've looked for it and looked for it and looked for it. For them to spread the court so that the post player, when he is fed the ball, does not have to worry about getting the ball poked away. He can just go to work and do his spin moves and his up and unders without having to worry about a second defender. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me, but it must be. But we're doing it this year from time to time. It's fun to see. Um, I would like us to see us exploit more of the mismatches in terms of height in those situations. But going to Cook seems like it works. I mean, we've done it for a number of games where we've done it at least three times a game, and he looks good. He looks good going to work. So that's that's a positive. Uh, Jock had four of eight field goals. Two of five for uh, three-point range and then six of seven uh, from free-throw range and 10 rebounds for Peter Jock. Okay, so again, not saying the effort isn't there for rebounding, but the philosophy in terms of blocking out is not there. They're not blocking out. They are not. I'm sitting there watching going, I can't wait to see one of our guys put a butt on somebody. The basketball gods gave you a butt for a reason and that's to block out. And do it and hold your position. Not only hold your position, back them up even more so that when the ball comes, 
you've got them and you've got them on your butt and your hip. I don't, I, I don't get it. Um, Pimsel didn't play that well, although he had a couple nice moves. Um, he's having trouble finishing around the rim, unlike at the beginning of the year. Pimsel was hitting everything at the beginning of the year. He's missing bunnies now. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's got a finger problem or if he's, but he, I've, I've always thought he has nice hands. Um, I think he'll improve as an outside shooter. He'll improve as a free throw shooter. You can almost guarantee it. Um, and that was the thing about Cook. We just talked about with Cook. Cook looked good from the line, at least I believe. Uh, let's look at his free throws here. Uh, yeah, four or five. So 80% for Cook. That's good. That's good. I mean, I don't expect him to hit 80%, but if he could get in the 70s, that would be phenomenal um, and help so much because he, he'll be able to get fouled uh, down the line. Um, pretty much nobody else did anything. I mean, Bear, my man Bear, my my he's the cjb of the basketball team for me i i have a man crush on him uh he was only three of ten two of seven from three-point range seven three-pointers out of bear seems a little much i mean i know he can shoot it um i would like to know you don't have your computer do you? i'd like to know what he's shooting on the year from three-point range but um seven rebounds from him which he's always going to give you those hustle points and those hustle just intangibles that he brings He's so good. He's so fun to watch. He's such, he is such an integral part of this team and their success, not only this year, um, but for years to come. And if you heard um, Crispin, Crispin thinks in two years this team's going to be competing for the uh, Big Ten title. Do we disagree with him? I don't know. I'm not sure. What else we got here? Um, Iowa shot... Um, 7 of 21, so 33.3% from three-point range. And then uh, only shot 38, 38% from uh, field goal percentage, which just is not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. you got to beat Illinois. This was, this was a downer. I thought we had it. I didn't even feel at all really scared in that first half. I thought we had them. I thought we were playing well. I just well enough to win, even though we had too many turnovers. I thought I was going to be able to do it couple of the other things Iowa has got to get better at is they are getting extremely, extremely sloppy on screens. I mean, there are points where these refs can call a an illegal screen on Iowa any single every single time they want to, and I would not complain about it. I would complain in one, in one sense where, our, well, we just had the same screen about three possessions ago and you didn't call it, and that's the same thing, and now you did call it. I get it. I'd get annoyed with that. But I wouldn't get annoyed with the call. We have got to work on our screens. Almost every one of our screens are illegal. Watch them. <laughs> and they'll wait to call them until, until the worst opportune time. Where was that call the fourth minute of the game? Why does it have to come with four minutes left in the game? No. Annoying. Annoying. Exile Brewing Company has a couple of beers that they want you to know about. One, the Ruthie, the flagship beer available year-round, a golden lager light medium bodied beer, incredibly smooth finish, their most popular beer that Exile Brewing Company makes. Let me give you a few adjectives they give. A subtle biscuit and caramel undertone, but very well balanced. Brew with premium German malt and hops, available year round. And some seasonal beers, the one they're featuring right now, the Sir Mokalot Stout. 
Again, some adjectives from Exile. Jet black in color, medium body, brewed with local cocoa from Stam, coffee malt and chocolate malt. Robust coffee aroma, smells like a fresh pot of dark roast coffee. Rich dark chocolate finish from local cocoa. That is available through February, available on tap and in bottles throughout the entire state of Iowa. But Crispin, that was interesting saying that... uh, um, that in two years he sees Iowa as a championship uh, contender, which could be. You bring in the two studs for next year. You bring in McCaffrey, who uh, likes to run a gun, who's got good court vision. Um, there could be something to that. Um, what else did uh, Crispin say? That he, Crispin keeps referring to Cook as Draymond Green. Let's slow down here a little bit. Draymond Green. Okay, first of all, Draymond Green likes to send pictures of uh, things he shouldn't send pictures of. Okay, I'm not. I'm guessing Cook doesn't do that. But Draymond Green is one of the best, if not the best, defender in 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 the NBA. Cook's got a long way to go. When he's making that comparison to Cook and Draymond Green, I don't know if he's talking about when Draymond Green was a freshman. I don't know. But let's slow down on that because Draymond Green's game is defense. That's that's his huge his huge game and actually he does everything well um but i hope yeah i hope cook can get to that that would be unbelievable um the sloppy screens as we talked about too many turnovers um i think jock had five too many you can't have that many turnovers you have to value the ball and if you don't that's what's going to happen you're going to give yourself the opportunity at the end of the game to where the other team can hit a few shots and then you don't score for minutes on end. I took notes during the game, try to figure out how many times during that game we went on seven-minute runs without scoring a bucket or nine-minute or 9-0 runs. Or, and I know a lot of people have problems with Fran in terms of when he calls timeouts. I am one of them. The Fran-dimentals. Okay, um, I like to call him the Fran and Mentals. I love Fran, I do, but I happen to disagree with him on a ton of stuff. One of the one of the Fran and Mentals that I disagree with him on is the, the calling of the timeouts at at certain junctures, especially when you have a young team. Okay, if you wanted to say last year with Utah, with Woody, with Clemens, you know who else am I forgetting? All all the seniors, yeah, uh, all those guys, Gazelle. If you want to say, okay, let play through it. You're seniors. You you can play through this. I get it. But this is a freshman-oriented team, a very young team. Call a timeout when they're on a 9-0 run or we haven't scored for 7 minutes and 54 seconds and get them set. Get them calmed down. Get them, you know, where everything's all right here. And Fran does a good job, as I talked um, with Trent on the radio about. We talked about, you know, he actually calls up some pretty damn good plays and gets two points out of them out of um, timeouts. So I, I don't understand that at all. Um, by the way, I do apologize for my voice. I'm going through a cold, as you can tell. I'm doing my best here, but I had to get some of this off to my, had to get some of this off my chest. Um, heard uh, Crispin say something to the effect of Fran basically complaining that he's got too many. Too many guys he, he needs to play. And that sounds so ridiculous. You know, Crispin, you know, said something snotty like, oh, poor guy. Oh, poor guy. But you can't have, you can't have too many guys playing. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, you can have too many players 
playing at the same time. And he's playing, what, 12 now? And then he's complaining that, he, you know, Mishon Daly isn't playing and maybe he should play. I mean, he can't play them all. So it's just going to be interesting to see over the rest of this year how he delegates minutes and especially next year and to see who stays, who doesn't stay. Um, I'm a guy that thinks Creener needs to get a little more playing time, although, man, Cook is coming on. Pimsel, we said, didn't have a good game. Didn't have a good game today, but that's okay. I love the kid. Um, and he's going to find his his soft hands back around the rim. I don't know what's been going on with that. Um, what else should we talk about? Hustle, I would say yes. Hustle, I did like the hustle. We always know Bear's going to hustle. Um, Jock was on the ground numerous times. Um, Pemsel was hustling, even though I didn't think he had a good game. They wanted this game. They did want this game. I'm talking myself into feeling better. And again, it doesn't really matter because we're not going to the NCAA tournament. Play, be playing your best ball at the end of the game or at the end of the, yeah, at the end of the game. It'd be nice to win a close game for once, wouldn't it? Do we ever win close games? Ever. The players change. The coach is the same. But we get the same darn results in the close games. And I actually did an article for Hawkeye Nation on that a number of years ago. And it, it did get better that next year. But at some point, let's try something different. Because we're not winning the close games. And if you do not win the close games, you're not going to hit your ceiling um, as a basketball program. And I will, will not hit their ceiling if they don't figure that out. One of, the, one of the things is, I think, calling timeouts, calling design sets, design plays at certain points in the game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Fran does down here at the, at the end. Um, can we even get into the NIT tournament now? I really wanted to get in the NIT. We needed that game. So that's a close game there we lost. The Minnesota game, the Nebraska game, the overtimes. You know, we, you can't lose these. You can't. Somebody's got to suck it up and get it done. Um, but I will agree with you. Yes, they they did hustle. They did hustle. I was not unimpressed with their hustle. I was just unimpressed with their, I got so giddy. You know how giddy I got when they were talking about rebounding. I'm like, oh, God, I've been talking about this for two and a half months. And then, wow, they're talking about rebounding. But I didn't see anybody blocking out. Nobody was blocking out. Were they going hard after rebounds? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were going hard after rebounds. Absolutely, but nobody blocked out. Nobody put a butt on anybody. Nobody had their elbows out. I didn't see that at all. Um, we've got to start getting a little bit more from Moss. Moss has kind of faded here. He hasn't really been giving us giving us much at all. Let's see what his line was. I It couldn't have been very good. Um, let's see, Moss. Moss, two. Yeah, Moss only had two points. 17 minutes, one of six. That's not going to... We need more out of him. More out of him than that. Um, Creener. I do like Creener. I'd like to see him play more um, with his soft touch. Play him with uh, play him with either Cook or Pemsel. He had a nice little baby hook earlier in the game that I thought was that I thought was uh, very sweet. And and I think he he has that in him. I really do. Um, let's see what else did I write down. Um, just, yeah, a lot of the, the things I wrote down were some of the runs that they were on 
and how many times Iowa did not call timeouts, couldn't hit a field goal forever, missing 12 out of 13 straight shots, 11 turnovers in the first half. Let's call a timeout. Let's get us together. Let's figure it out. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm not... I'm, I feel better. This was a cleansing situation. I felt like I'm. I feel like I was on the uh, the couch there for a while. But um, hopefully, this was good for you. Sorry about my voice, but uh, we'll see. Hang in there. Obviously, we're going to be in the Big Ten tournament. There's not a freaking soul there that we have to be scared of. That Iowa has to be scared of. Um, is it a dream? Hey, yeah, it is. But guess what? It's happened twice now to Iowa where they did, where they were able to do that. I don't think anybody's going to want to play Iowa. We're going to be looking forward. Ooh, I can't wait to go play Iowa. I don't believe that. They're deep. They throw waves of talent at you, you know? And if they continue over these next how many games, we might have something. And it could be fun. Who knows? But that, uh, that that should do it. And then uh, we plan on having one of these after every game. Hopefully not always so negative. I just, I can't stand the close losses anymore. It just makes me want to melt down. And I, I figured out, figure it out, figure the guy who has to have the ball in his hands that's going to do it. Draw up a play. I don't get it. So anyway, we will be back. Next week, um, and we plan on doing these after every game. So tune in after uh, every game, and we will uh, see you next week. My name is Wolfgang at Wolfgang Hawkeye for HawkeyeNation.com. Thanks.